Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Powered by Spooler. Welcome to the Bengaluru Commute Podcast, your only companion on the streets of Bengaluru. Here are the top stories of the week that went by. Bengaluru Local News. The BJP and the JDS have sealed their alliance for the upcoming Lok Sabha election 2024 in Karnataka. BJP leader and former Chief Minister B.S. Yadurupa confirmed on Friday. Yadurupa said that Amit Shah agreed to give four Lok Sabha seats to JDS. JDS Supremo H.T. Devagada recently met BJP Chief J.P. Nadda and Union Home Minister Amit Shah and the meeting indicated that BJP and the JDS would walk into an alliance, only the details were pending. In other headlines, Karnataka Deputy CM D.K. Shivkumar asked the BJP leaders of the state to put pressure on PM Modi to get the clearances and permission for the Mekidato Balancing Reservoir across the Kaveri River in Ramanagara district. Wondering why rupees 1,000 crores was earmarked by the previous BJP government in the budget and why clearances were not taken, the DCM said the BJP should first get those approvals. Regarding taking an all-party delegation to the centre, Shivkumar said he has written letters to the opposition parties and requested them to follow the matter. In some more news, Karnataka Minister Dinesh Gundurao said that the centre had stocks of rice available, but with a political motive, they have stopped it across the country not only for Karnataka in order to scuttle the state's efforts to implement the Anna Bhagya scheme. On July 10th, the Karnataka government launched the Anna Bhagya scheme for only those belonging to the below poverty line. Under this scheme, the state government distributes an amount of rupees 170 to beneficiaries in return for an additional 5 kgs of rice. Up next, Cabinet Minister and Government of Karnataka Shivanand Patil's statement that farmers' suicide cases are being reported more and more due to the desire for compensation stirred controversy after which Patil held a press conference in Haveri. The press conference was held after the farmer leaders, who were angry with the minister's statement, surrounded Patil while he was coming out of a Teachers' Day function organised at Guru Bhavan in Haveri. Now on to other news. Union Road Transport and Highways Minister Nitin Gadkari, speaking to reporters at the 75th anniversary celebrations of Ashok Leyland in Chennai on Thursday, said the highly anticipated Bengaluru-Chennai Expressway will be open to the public earlier than expected by the 2023 end or at latest by January next year. The 285.3-kilometre-long four-lane greenfield project is being built at a cost of rupees 17,000 crores and is set to reduce travel time between the two metro cities to just two hours. Moving on, the High Court of Karnataka has pulled up the BBMP for not issuing the death certificate of an excavator operator who was washed away during heavy rains in 2017 and ordered the municipal corporation to hand over the document within 30 days to the kin of the victim. The victim's body was never found and though the BBMP paid compensation to his wife, it refused to issue a death certificate, stating that the procedure did not permit it without a doctor certifying the cause of death. Meanwhile, the Women and Child Development Department of the Karnataka government has partially stopped taking registrations for the Gruha Lakshmi scheme to avoid confusion during the process of the first instalment of Rs 2,000 to beneficiaries. They said the registrations will be resumed again and a date will be announced soon. In the last week of August, the Gruha Lakshmi scheme was launched at Mysuru in the presence of Congress MP Rahul Gandhi and the party's national president Malikarjan Kharge on the occasion of Raksha Bandhan. On a different note, the mango exports from Bengaluru saw a big-time surge of 124% in 2023 alone to U.S. cities like Washington, D.C., Dallas and San Francisco, according to an announcement by BIAL on Wednesday. The announcement read, In 2023, Bangalore Airport processed an export of 6 crores 84 lakh 648 kgs of mangoes. 
Furthermore, this season's exports saw an impressive 86% increase in the number of pieces, with approximately 17 lakh pieces of mangoes being exported. National news. Moving on to the national news. Prime Minister Narendra Modi held bilateral meetings with US President Joe Biden, Bangladesh Prime Minister Sheikh Hasina, and Prime Minister of Mauritius Pravin Jugnath at his residence on Friday ahead of the G20 summit over this weekend. Modi is expected to hold 15 bilateral meetings with world leaders during the G20 summit. Modi and Biden were expected to have reviewed ongoing bilateral cooperation in areas of clean energy trade, high technology defense, and how the two countries can contribute to dealing with some of the pressing challenges facing the world. Meanwhile, G20 Sherpa Amit Khan said, when asked about the Chinese President Xi Jinping not attending the G20 summit in New Delhi, China is a multilateral player. In multilateral discussions, the issues are very different from bilateral issues and the Chinese discuss issues of growth and development from their perspective. With Jinping having skipped the global meet, Chinese Premier Li Qiang attended the event in Delhi. In more news, Chandi Uman, the son of late Congress stalwart Uman Chandi, retained the Putupalli Assembly constituency in Kerala by a margin of over 36,000 votes in the bipole on Friday. The opposition Congress UDF candidate gained a clear edge since the initial round. Chandi Uman could well surpass his father's record of margin of 33,255 votes in the constituency, which the late Congress leader represented in the State Assembly for more than five decades. Shifting our focus, Union Minister of State for Health, S.P. Singh Bhagel, has informed that more than 5,000 people will pledge to donate their organs in Agra on September 17th as a tribute to Prime Minister Narendra Modi on his 73rd birthday. Agra is also the parliamentary constituency of S.P. Singh Bhagel. He had told PM Modi on August 15th that the idea of this organ donation campaign came to his mind after he assumed charge as MOS Health and was responding to queries tabled in the parliament. In a general weather update for the country, after recording the lowest ever August rainfall last month, major parts of India continue to reel under the impact of a weak monsoon. The seasonal rainfall deficit has widened to 11%. Meteorologists say a weak El Nino has begun to cast its influence over the monsoon and it is likely to further intensify till early next year. International news. Turning our attention to international news, the European Union has said it supports India's efforts to finalise a consensus leaders' declaration for the G20 summit over the weekend, even if it remains firm and united in backing Ukraine in the face of Russia's aggression, European Council President Charles Michel said. Michel made it clear while addressing a media briefing ahead of the G20 summit to be held on September 9-10 to that the EU would not back down from supporting Ukraine or imposing penalties on Russia for the invasion. In ongoing news, the Russian embassy in Washington has blasted U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken for calling elections in occupied Ukraine a sham. The Russian embassy noted that any such comments would be treated as interference in the country's internal affairs. Blinken had earlier issued a statement warning any country against recognizing the regions where Russia held elections. In a recent development, after a protest over international students from India struggling to find affordable housing at a campus in the province of Ontario, the management of the educational institution has agreed to meet their housing requirements. Students from India enrolled at a campus of Canador College in the town of North Bay in Ontario staged a protest this week, with several of them living in a tent pitched near its grounds. The college's management came to an understanding with the students' group, which was mobilized by the Montreal Youth Students' Organization, or MYSO. 
In some other news, according to a recent CNN poll, most Americans believe that President Joe Biden was involved in his son Hunter Biden's business dealings with foreign countries when he was vice president under Barack Obama. They also think that he has not handled the investigation into his son properly. The poll, which was conducted by SSRS before special counsel David Weiss, announced his intention to seek an indictment against Hunter on gun charges, also found that 44% think that he has behaved inappropriately. Business news. Let's now look at some business stories. US technology company Nvidia and billionaire Mukesh Ambani's Reliance Industries on Friday announced a partnership to build AI supercomputers in India. The firm said in a statement, the companies will work together to build AI infrastructure that is over an order of magnitude more powerful than the fastest supercomputer in India today. In more business news, the Reserve Bank of India will wind down in phases the incremental cash reserve ratio ICRR requirement imposed on banks by October 7th and will release 25% of the ICRR funds on September 9th, another 25% on September 23rd and the rest on October 7th. The statement said, based on an assessment of current and evolving liquidity conditions, it has been decided that the amounts impounded under the ICRR would be released in stages so that the system liquidity is not subjected to sudden shocks and money markets function in an orderly manner. Next up, in some tech news, to mark Google Chrome's 15th anniversary, it was released in September 2008, Google is giving the desktop version of the world's most used web browser a fresh look, which will be rolled out in the coming weeks and will be based on the in-house Material U design language. Parisa Tabriz, VP of Chrome, said, To celebrate this birthday, we are giving Chrome a fresh look on desktop and rolling out a few upgrades that continue to make it easy, quick and safe to browse on Chrome. Moving on, global rice prices reached a 15-year high in August after top exporter India banned some overseas sales of the grain, the Food and Agriculture Organization said. Global rice prices rose 9.8% compared to the previous month, reflecting trade disruptions in the aftermath of a ban on Indica white rice exports by India, the FAO said in a monthly report. Rice is a major world food staple and prices on international markets have soared in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, the war in Ukraine and the impact of the El Niño weather phenomenon on production levels. In market news, the winning streak continued for the sixth straight session and inched closer to its two-month high amid buying across the sectors, barring healthcare, once again shrugging off weak global queues. The Sensex was up 333.35 points or 0.50% at 66,598.91. And the Nifty was up 93 points or 0.47% at 19,820.00. About 1,978 shares advanced, 1,581 shares declined and 131 shares were unchanged. Entertainment news. Over to news from the entertainment world. Sonny Deol has been attending events and giving interviews promoting his recent film Gadar 2, which has roughly collected rupees 510 crore net in India since its release on August 11th. On Thursday, Sonny shared the promo for his upcoming Aapki Adalat interview. In one of the clips he posted on Instagram from the interview, which will be out this weekend, the actor ended up crying as he got overwhelmed talking about people's response to him after his film Gadar 2. 
In news from Hollywood, George Clooney has put his famous Lake Como bachelor villa in northern Italy for sale at a whopping $107 million, according to a report by Page Six. As per the report, the listing has been made very quietly without advertisements. And Clooney is looking for prospective buyers with high net worth. Clooney reportedly bought the villa in 2002 for $10 million from the Hines family. So if the 62-year-old manages to sell it for the desired price, he is set to make a huge profit. Meanwhile, in some news from regional cinema, Mahesh Babu gave a shout-out to Shah Rukh Khan a day after the release of his eagerly awaited film Jawan. He called Jawan king-size entertainment with the king, Shah Rukh himself. The Telugu actor, who had also extended his best wishes to Shah Rukh Khan ahead of Jawan's release, also praised the film's director, Atli. Spooler Sports In sports news, after a gap of six long years, WWE, the world's biggest pro wrestling promotion, returned to India with its event called the Superstar Spectacle at the GMC Balayogi Indo Stadium in Hyderabad. Some of the biggest names in the world of pro wrestling graced the two-hour event, WWE's fifth tour of India, which signified WWE legend John Cena's inaugural match in India. In more sports updates, the Asian Cricket Council made an announcement that a reserve day has been allocated for the Super 4 match between India and Pakistan, originally slated for Sunday, September 10th. This decision was prompted by weather forecasts indicating the likelihood of rain on Sunday, with the anticipation that adverse weather conditions might hinder the completion of a full match on the originally scheduled day. Wrapping up sports news with her comeback gaining steam, US gymnastics great Simone Biles said she would love to chase more gold at the 2024 Paris Olympics. The four-time Olympic gold medalist has looked like her dazzling old self in two competitions in August, twice nailing her signature Yurchenko double pike, a vault so difficult that no other woman has performed it in competition. Bengaluru Buzz. Switching gears to local events, there are many events ongoing and upcoming in Bengaluru this week. Get ready for a grand spectacle as Bengaluru Ganesh Utsav returns with its 61st edition. It's a celebration of tradition and culture featuring live performances by renowned artists including Beach Gurus and Anup Jalota. Happening at the Orion Mall Rajajinagar on the 9th and 10th of September at 10am. Catch popular comic Zakir Khan as he headlines his latest stand-up special, performing live at the prestige Sri Hari Kode Centre for Performing Arts on the 9th of September at 3.30pm and 7pm. The ZES United India Tour is back with another fitness party extravaganza. Brace yourselves for an evening filled with supercharged fun and an unforgettable masterclass experience for all fitness and dance lovers. Happening at the Algorithm Nexus Shanti Niketan Mall, KR Puram on the 10th of September at 5pm. Join a beginner's art class with the exclusive Canvas Painting Workshop conducted by ACE experts at the Small World ST Bed Koromangla on the 10th of September at 1pm. You can also catch the incredible Arnav Rao in his latest outing, Alive for an Hour, performing live at Just Bangalore Brigade Road on the 10th of September at 5.30pm. Podcast to listen to over the weekend? Catch the latest episode of the Studio 1886 podcast celebrating champions and women in engineering and get an insider look at all the great things happening inside the BGSW campuses. 
If traveling to new places is your thing, then check out the latest episodes of Meri Dunya with Veera as she travels around the country exploring new places, experiencing different cultures and quite literally taking listeners on a soulful ride. You can also listen to the latest episodes of The Flight Path with Alok, where host Alok talks to experts and gives you a closer look into the global aviation business. Bengaluru weather. And finally, the weather in Bengaluru. Over the weekend, thunderstorms are also expected in the afternoon. The temperature scale will run from a maximum of a moderately hot 28 degrees Celsius to a minimum of a pleasant 20 degrees Celsius. The maximum heat index which combines air temperature and relative humidity is estimated at a hot 31 degrees Celsius. The highest temperatures forecasted to correspond with the typical 28.3 degrees Celsius peak of September. That's all for now on the Bengaluru Commute podcast for today. I'm Anupama Rajaratnam. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow the Bengaluru Commute podcast on your favorite podcast and player and leave a rating and a review as well. It helps other listeners to discover the show and we would just really appreciate it. Even better, if you know someone who would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. Make your commute truly extraordinary. The Bengaluru Commute podcast skill is now available on Alexa. All you have to do is to download the skill from your Alexa app and look for the Bengaluru Commute podcast. The Bengaluru Commute podcast powered by Spooler.